I want to talk about something that connects to the fast, but not exactly the fast. Asara B'teves is a very mysterious fast. A few things happen. All the fasts relate to Chorm Beis and definitely that aspect happened also. That the city was surrounded, was besieged, starting at Sarbateves. So Chorm Beis the first Beis Hamikdash, the siege started on Teves. And all Tanesim, ultimately, all the things that happened to the Jewish people, we're not on our homeland, we're not near to Israel, we don't have Gula, so everything connects to Chorbeis Amigdash. But Asar B'Tevis mysterious, it says three different things about Asar B'Tevis, and one of them, it says we don't know what it is. Na'alacha, it says some secretive thing happened, we don't know what it is. There are a lot of theories abound what it is. Some say Yashka was born in Asar B'Tevis. One of the theories brought in Paiskim is that Yashka was born. It's interesting, Christianity... It's, 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 so like Google from, from December 25th, that year. It's amazing. That's interesting. That's interesting. I don't know if they're right. The guy are right. What's interesting, Christianity is a fast, if you think about it, is Christianity or good or bad, they have a lot of blood on their hands. The Jewish people suffered a lot from Christianity. It's not far-fetched to blame the Holocaust on Christianity. It's really not far-fetched. Because if you know history, my mother's a history major. In my family, like we have leanings to history. My mother is a blockish of human history. If you know about Europe, what created the terrible anti-Semitism in Europe was the Christian church. They were huge. And after years and years and years making anti-Semitism, the Christian church didn't do the Holocaust. The Germans did. But the ones who created the environment of anti-Semitism was the church. Am I going to say for sure that the church is to blame for the Holocaust? It's not far-fetched to blame them. Anybody knows about the Crusades? Is Christians were marching to Eretz Yisrael to fight Muslims. It had nothing to do with Jews per se. Mobs of Christians ordered by the Pope to gather and fight and, and win back Jerusalem from the Muslims, but when mobs of Christians get together and they travel to Eretz Yisrael, along the way they killed out Jewish cities. They killed men, women, and children, and these mobs, out-of-control mobs, killed out cities on the way to, to Jerusalem. So many, many, much blood was spilled by the Christians. In that way, we can't exactly view Christianity as much of a bracha. It's interesting that Rev Hirsch says that Christianity was a little bit of a, he says a little bit of um, liquid, like a, a drip flowed from our cup. Christianity took Jewish ideas, Yashka was a Yid, and they impacted the Goyim. They taught the Goyim a lot of truths from us. They did impact the world with certain morals that all came from Yiddishkeit. So he said a little bit of truth dripped out of our cup on the Christians, mixed with a lot of stupidity, and it impacted the world of Taif. He actually says, you have Hirsch, that it's the start of Mashiach. Christianity impacted the world a little bit with Taif. It gave some morals and values to the world. So it's a funny to view Christianity. The bottom line is, that's one of the theories. What I want to speak about tonight is the Targum Shivan. One of the things that happened on these three days, the 8th, 9th, and 10th of Teves were all sad days. And one of the events that happened that relates to why we're fasting is the Torah was translated. It's called the Targum Shivim. I want you to be sophisticated. In English, what's it called, Josh, in English? 
The Septuagint. Say the word. The Septuagint. It's called the Septuagint. Say the word, Yoda. Septuagint. Septuagint. This way we'll all be sophisticated. The Septuagint. The Septuagint is a Targum Shivim. What happened was the Greek king, Talmai, he gathered Chachamim. He gathered 70 Chachamim and he said, I demand that you translate the Torah into Greek. I demand you translate to Greece. And he locked them into 70. He didn't want any, to switch anything. He wanted to see the truth on the Torah. Don't fool me. So he put them in 70 different rooms and said, translate the Torah. This way I know you're getting an authentic, authentic translation. Because if any, he said, I'll kill you all if, you, if you're different. If you don't have the same translation, you're all dead. This way to make sure nobody changes. He wants to know what really says in this Bible. Let me see. All the years, the guy you assume our Torah is something amazing, and they also assume it's very anti-Gaiish, you can imagine. So they're always afraid of what it says in our Torah. And they they put 70 chacham in 70 different rooms, said translate the Torah. They all made about 15 changes to the Torah. And they all miraculously were machaven to the same changes, all 70 chachamim. Do we know what they were? Each one, yes. We know that I'm going to talk about one of the changes tonight. But each one of them made a change, Yehuda, in their cubicle, in their little box. And miraculously, amazingly, they all the same changes. Now, they all stood there and thought a lot and felt to write certain things would be really bad. So to appease the king, they said, I gotta change this. And they just hoped that the other Chacham would also change it. And miraculously, they all made the exact same changes. Unbelievably, remarkably, they made the same changes. And that was one of the dark things that happens. Really, I'm not gonna, I'm not answering the question. Why is that bad? Why is it bad? I love art school. You're talking to a guy who adores art school. I think art school is one of the best things that happened to the Jewish people. That's that's my opinion. Really? Yes, yes. Art school has. I, my father has balabat. My father's been giving a dafyami for forty years. He has balabat through art school. Became bnei Torah. They were they were modern guys. When my father started with them, they were cool modern guys, and now they're cool <laughs> yeshiva guys. They became bnei Torah. Almost all their kids are talmidei chachamim. Kids, grandchildren. I was at a chas with one of the kids of them. Was a doctor today. He's a massive Tamchacham doctor. Massive. All of us should know as much Torah. He has thousands of pages of Chidushe Torah. This guy. He's an old friend of mine. He's a Akiva Bergman. His name. He's a doctor. He's a Tamchacham mamish. And a serious, serious, serious. He's a guy. Once a month, he's part of a club of Balabatim. They dive in the slowest mire you can imagine. It's like Kippur Mayrev. They do it once a month. The last Mayrev of every month, Florida Shkodesh. They're all Balabatim. They dive in like an hour Mayrev. You dive in slow every word. They have to do it once a month. Just to, to be misheard before Rish They're amazing people. This guy's a Tamil All this, all my father's Dafyomi people's kids. I'll tell you something funny. At the start of the Dafyomi, there was a certain guy who was a total party guy. 
he would. He, I watched him at the daf. I grew up at the daf. He was always sleeping, but he always made the sealman. He would make parties. A very wealthy guy. He would throw parties like party to end all parties. They would tell him when the sealman is. He, he would sit there every night falling asleep. He couldn't learn. He made. He used to make. I remember on um, Tashlich. So the rebbeim always rail against this. My rebbeim would rail against this. My father would bring us. He would make in his backyard. He had a lake. The party he would make Tashlich. There was no food that wasn't there at his party. Every carving station, any delicacy you ever wanted in your life was at that party. And Rebbeim like rail against such things. My father brought us. He was a beautiful year. This was his contribution. Tashluch party. The bottom. Most people would throw away sins. We were eating sins. We were just. It was wonderful. It was, that was his Tashluch party. The Kitzrat Vermis. This guy for years was part of the daf. Today he's a Talmud Chacham. I'm not saying he knows everything. He's part of a long kol in the morning. It learns for hours. He says shiurim there also. This guy. He couldn't learn at first. Through art school has been great for Klai Yisrael, and many people found a place in learning. So the question begs for you, the Klai asks, I have no agenda, I promise. That's not the main thing I want to talk about tonight. The question is, what's so sad? They translated the term. Good. So did art school. Should we have a day? I bet you there's some yeshiva guys who are happy to find art school. But I'm not one of them. I'm not fasting at art school. I'm so, I'm tired. I celebrate art school. <laughs> In our mm-hmm. yeshiva, Art Girl's grandson is from the best bach we ever had here. Chaim Tzvi Perlitz will be with me on Vinny Shabbos. His grandfather is Art Girl. So what in the world is so bad? Asar B'Teves, it says three days of darkness descended in the world. Ches, Tes, and Yud Teves, because they translated the Torah. I think should make a big party, Art Girl. So, does anybody have an idea what was so bad? Sure. Our schools, they translated to a field, I guess. Here, the point was, now the translate is now that the not the internet right. anymore. Shmuel's right. Just, um, it's an important point. People mix up. The problem wasn't the translation of the Torah. Maish Rabbeinu translated the Torah. People mix this up. There's nothing wrong with translating the Torah. Every Rebbe translates the Torah. Gemara, did you ever notice Gemara is in what language, my friends? Aramaic. Aramaic. It's not Lush Kurdish. Why is it Aramaic? Because that's the language. Gemara is art scroll. Gemara said Gemara is in Aramaic, so people understand. The tragedy wasn't it was translated. The tragedy was that the Goyim wanted it. Torah is ours. By Rosh Hashanah, it's us to the teacher guy, Torah. Torah belongs to us. And translating the Torah was sad, not that it was translated, it was translated to give it to them. The Goyim have distorted much Torah. The Goyim have distorted it. The access, the fact that the Goyim took the Torah is a sad day. Torah is supposed to belong to the Yid. It's ours. You're not allowed to teach a Goyim Torah, it's us, sir. It's said when the guy has Torah, there's a lot of distortions when they have Torah. Ideas that are mixed up, ideas that are changed. We're a people that's loyal to the Torah, that builds a life around Torah and keep true to it. When it's taken by Goyim, that's the sadness of it, that it, it, was, it was taken to them. So it wasn't the translation per se, it was the accessibility for them. If we translate it for ourselves, there's nothing wrong with that. It's the fact that the, t- the Goyim took Torah. Even that needs an explanation. Then he says, I'm not saying, you want me to cry over this? So the guy learns the Torah. You don't seem so like, let's fast tomorrow. You know, you don't seem so sad about it. Trust me, it needs work. If you know me, I'm not an agenda guy trying to like push an agenda. Being honest, I don't fully understand it. 
What should I be sad about? What should I? Terrible day in the in the annals of history <coughs> that the goyim got tired. Okay, they, they shouldn't get tired. It's ours. It needs. I'm not looking to force anything on you. It needs thought. It's kedai to read up on this. There's Rev Hirsch. There's, there's serious writing on it. We're sophisticated people. If some, we're not like agenda people. Oh, it's terrible. And believe me, I could say like a schmooze. It's important to think about it. You're allowed to question. Why is that so sad? It's the guy not And they let's say they distort Torah. I do want to say, and it, it relates to the Goyim having Torah, I want to tell you something, Michal, that's inspiring to me, very inspiring, something that's true, and maybe you'll appreciate more what it means, Goyim having Torah. I'm going to tell you a shtickle in a minute. I said, my own father is so is so important, truth of Torah. If somebody tells him, like, from a Torah, it disturbs him. What's the Dvar Hashem? What's the word of Hashem? Don't taint the Torah. Say it true. I want to tell you as follows, Benny. The rule is, we think that what's the big three? We all think that not to give up, not to give up your life. That we all know that you don't give up your life for Torah and mitzvahs. You're supposed to live through Torah and not die for it. If a guy says, "Be mechal Shabbos," or I'll blow your brains out, you mechal Shabbos. For pikuach nevish, you mechal Shabbos. There's, we know three things you're, you give up your life for. What three things that you die for? Avay dezara. No, avay dezara. Gili arayas. Shmichas damim. Murder. Illicit relationships. And avay dezara. Those three things give up your life. We think there's nothing else. I'm going to tell you a fourth thing, and this is the halacha, Michal. There's a fourth thing that even after there's a fourth thing that Yid has to die for. The Gemara says, Ches, in Shabbos, the Gemara says as follows. It's Lamaches and Baba Kama. The Gemara Lamaches and Baba Kama, and we're going to tie this back to the Septuagint. Joshi, I want you to hear us. The Gemara says in Daflam and Ches and Baba Kama that the Shalcha Malchus Raimi, the Romans sent Shnei Sardiotius, two officers, Eitzel Chachme Yisro. The Romans sent two officers to the Jewish people, to the Chachamim, and they said, Limdunu Tairaschem, teach us your entire Torah. Tysus says, you're not allowed to teach a guy Torah. Some Rishonim learned they had guns. They said, we'll blow your brains out if you don't teach us Torah. They didn't come like friendly to teach us Torah. So teach us all Torah with guns. Tysus says they pretended to be Gerim. They pretended like they were Gerim and they really were Goyim. And they, and they tricked us into teaching them the whole Torah. So let's assume, the Yam Shloima assumes that we knew they were Goyim. And they said, teach us Torah. And they forced us. They forced us to teach them Torah. So Karui Vishanu Vishilshu, we had three times through the entire Torah. Chacham sat with them, because it took years, it doesn't say how long. And they taught these two officers, these two scholars, that the Romans sent entire Torah. The Goyim have always been interested in our Torah. If you know anything about the Baelish trial in 1913, Mendel Baelish was on trial. He was the Russian Jew who was accused of the last blood libel, the last serious blood libel. A Russian Jew, Mendel Baelish, was put in jail, sentenced, who was what they were going to kill him for murdering a Christian baby. Some guy killed the Christian kid and blamed Mendel Baelish. They said the Jews, the famous blood libel lie, we take the, the blood of a Christian child and we put it in our matzah. 
So Mendel Bales is on trial. When he was on trial, Shas was on trial. They got a Mishomir, a Yidim had gone off the derech, and he told them all different Chazal that were anti-Goyish. And the Shas was on trial. Goyim have always attacked our Torah. They know there's a massive link between the Jewish people and their Torah, and they always go after our Torah. So the Romans as well said, teach us Torah. We taught it to them three times. When these two officers were leaving, after having learned through Torah three times, they said to the Jews, We have fine-combed your whole Torah. We have checked out your entire Torah. The whole thing is true. We're awed by the truth of Torah. Except for one thing. What did you teach us? A Jew's axe gores a Gentile's axe, your putter, and if a Gentile's axe gores a Jewish axe, you pay Nezek Shalom. And they said it's ridiculous. Okay. Yeah, if a Jew axe gores a Goyish axe, a Goy's axe, so then your putter. If their axe gores us, they said it's ridiculous. Now they came with lumdus. They didn't just weren't just upset that we're putter for damaging them. They said with lumdus. They sense. said the Torah says ki shar is a shar If a shar will gore the shar of, of his friend, if one man shar will gore the shar, his friend shar. So he said is reyeyu dafkarnat. If Reyeyu's Dafka, only your friend, so both ways, we should be putter for goring you, you should be putter for goring us. If Reyeyu's Lab Dafka, both ways should be chayv. It doesn't make sense. You're putter for goring us, and we're chayv for goring you. Mm-hmm. Makes no sense. That's what they asked. They said the rest of your Torah is MS. This thing is not true. Everything else we understand, this thing is not true. They say it's such a goyish cup. If you think the whole thing's true, so maybe you just don't understand one thing. <laughs> If everything's true, you learned a lot three three times on Kolatari Kula. You say everything's M is this is Shekhar. Maybe you just don't know. <laughs> okay, but anyway, a Goyish cup. The bottom line is, is ask Rushainim, ask the Yam Shloimer, how in the world do they jeopardize the Jewish people by teaching them the truth? Why did they change the halacha? Why did they tell the guy that these were the Romans, they were gonna kill us? They were learning the Torah to see if we're anti-Semitic. Real smart Allah to teach them. If we gore you guys, we're putter. If you gore us, you put your chayiv. That's really smart to teach the guys. With guns to our head, the Romans, who are here to analyze our Torah. Yes, the Yam Shoshlema, why didn't they lie to them? Say either way, you're obligated. They didn't know it was Romans. Why didn't they lie? So Elio says, according to the Yam Shoshlema, they did know. According to Tais. According to the Yam Shoshlema, why didn't they lie? Teach them wrong. In matter of fact, the Yushalmi says this. We don't have this version in the Bavli. The Yushalmi says they went back to Rome to tell the Romans. They were going to tell on us, and Hashem made a nace. The boat sank, and they died. These two officers were going to go back, and ooh, would have been bloody for us. They would have said, you know what they teach them? Their oxen go us, putter, our oxen go them, chayiv. <laughs> Jews would have died for it. Hashem made a miracle that both sank. The Yushalmi says. Questions, why didn't they lie to them? Answers, the Yam Shal The Yam Shal Shleimah is a Rishon. What other famous Sefer did he write? The Marshal. In the back, on the bottom of the Marshal, he wrote the Marshal. The Chachma Shleimah, that's the Yam Shal He's from the last Rishonim. Some even consider him an Achman. It's from the last, last Rishonim that he lived. 
says the Yam Shashloim, mind-blowing, that you're mechoyif to give up your life, not to change one Allah in the Torah. You're mechoyif to die, rather than change one Allah in the Torah. If a guy holds a gun to your head, and says, tell me the Allah of this, and if you tell him the right Allah, he'll shoot. So tell him the wrong Allah, you're mechoyif to say the right Allah. You're mechoyif to die, not to change a word in the Torah. As the Yamsha Shlaima says, where did you get it from? You're Mukhoyev to die. Where did you get it from? What's his source? He's, he has Rayas. Rabbi Moshe finds it says his source. His source has to do with Hanifa flattery. That, that's a good question. He has sources. Rabbi Moshe finds it says his source. But that's what the Yamsha Shlaim is. The Rishon says, We pass in this way. Everybody knows the big three. You tonight. Don't ever forget this historic date. The night before Asara B'Teves, the night of 10th of Teves, December 27th, Benny Stein found out that not just for Gili Arayis, they had relationships, Shri Chazdam and murder, and Avodizari Mechut to give up your life, a Yid gives up his life not to change one din in the Torah. So Jews, every Jew's life, too bad. Every Jew's a danger. We tell the... Uh, Ask Usher, Kalish, what do you mean you have to give up your life? Not to change your dinner in the Torah. What happened to the Targum Shib, the Septuagint? Fifteen changes. I do you have to give up your life? Not to change your dinner in the Torah. Says Elio, brilliantly, I love you. Says Elio, Pearl, they didn't change a din. If they would have said the word of the Torah, he would have misconstrued. So they switched the translation so he got the truth. I'm going to go through one example. They switched, they didn't switch a din, they switched the word because he wouldn't have understood the word. But they wouldn't change a halacha. They had to switch a word that he should misunderstand the Torah. But you're not allowed to change one Allah in the Torah. to give up your life, not to change Allah. You're allowed to give up other people's lives? Yeah, all the Jewish people. Oh. That's yeah. it. You don't change it in the Torah. Now, according to this, I'm going to talk about some changes. But you, the Yom Shalom, you ask your kasha from art, from Mamish, this Indian that's going on now, the Septuagint. They switched the Torah, they didn't switch it then. They actually switched it that he should better understand the Torah. If we would have put translated the way the Torah wrote, he would have misunderstood the Torah. Say so change something so he wouldn't misunderstand the Torah. You know, so what's the shot by the Romans then? So there was no way to change it because that's because that's how it was. That's the, that's the so they law. couldn't have made it understand any better because that's you how. They give up your life. Why do we now what I want to say, what? Rabbi Say, is all of a sudden I ask, what's so bad the Torah was translated? We're gonna fast tomorrow. The Torah was translated. All of a sudden, if you understand how important the truth of the Torah is, all of a sudden that the Torah is distorted. Translated for the Goyim creates distortions that it's a day of tightness all of a sudden you understand. Is that case of Torah? You have to understand we are who we are because of the Torah. What creates the Jewish people is our, the Goyim call us the people of the book. What makes us who we are is our marriage to Torah. If you would take a family, take a guy in yeshiva who says, for me, chas v'shom, says, me and my descendants for the next 100 years, we're going to be good people. We're not going to this Torah thing. We're going to disconnect the Torah. I promise in 100 years you'll have somebody no shaykhs to a Jew. Who we are is because of the Torah. 
our preciousness, the beauty of the Jew. We're an amazing people. I suppose just look around at the Bachram of the Yeshiva like an awe of the Jewish people. We're good people. You go through names, you see the guys. I was talking to a new Bachram in the Yeshiva. He said, I've never met good guys like this in my life. Today, I had a conversation in this space. He said, I never met. I said, you're 100% right. The Jewish people is beautiful because of the Torah, I promise you. You don't even know what you're being style because of the Torah. I promise it's true. Without our relationship, generations and generations of commitment to study Torah creates the preciousness of our people. At the point that Torah is distorted, our people is forever changed. So it's a tragedy. We have to give up our lives just to get a sense of the importance of Torah staying pure. We give up our life not to change one Allah on the Torah. I'll tell you something funny, Avrami. I play something remarkable. I don't remember who the Maspid at the funeral. I wanted Yehuda to hear this. Where's Yehuda? Yitzi at the funeral, the Briska Rav. I wanted Yehuda to hear this. He'll tell Yehuda. At the funeral, the Briska Rav, one of the Maspid, one of the eulogizers, the person who spoke, he said about the Briska Rav that his impact on Kalal Yisrael was awesome. Listen to what he said. He said in the Oren, sat in the Oren, in the Kodesh Kedashim, sat a Sefer Torah. <coughs> he said, what importance is that Sefer Torah? Nobody's read from it. It was in the Kodesh Kedashim. Nobody can learn from it. What's the importance of that Sefer Torah? Said this eulogizer, if anybody dreamt of changing one word of the Torah, you always have the Torah there that's untouched. Don't have a touch. And you could pull it out and say you're a liar. Look what it says. It caused that nobody could ever change the Torah. Said this speaker that the briskerov sat there in his base medrash, learning impurity, learning real. He made that nobody can ever Nobody could ever live different than somebody in the world who's living true. Nobody could ever change. We always can match it against the brisker of. That's what this speaker said. That Torah was translated and handed to the Goyim. And distortions arouse is a sad day, Taka. It's a tragic day. It's a danger even by us of distortions of Torah. But I want to get now to a specific change they made in the Torah and talk about it for a few minutes. Let's talk about one change. I kept you a long time. Ready? Five more minutes the guys have kayak for? <laughs> Five more minutes, Michal, you're good for? So I want to talk. Because Torah would be distorted. We are who we are. No, but it impacts us. It impacts us. The point is now things become this clear. Because it circulates. It impacts us also. Till now, the only version of Torah was the base Medrash. If they're different version, the King James version, he says, of course, of course, now already there's different noschois, things, Chazal had far-reaching eyes to what happens. Now, things like this, one of the changes Michal they made is it says, Moshe Rabbeinu came to Egypt riding a donkey. But it doesn't just say a donkey, it says the donkey. He was say hachamur. What is the donkey? He rode to Egypt. He had a message to the Jewish people. He had been away, remember. He'd grown up in the palace of Parai. He killed a Mitzri. Parai wants to kill him. And he ran to Midian for 80 years. God said, go back to Mitzrayim and free the Jewish people. He showed up to the Jewish people ready to free them on a donkey. But not a donkey on... The donkey. What's the donkey? The famous one. Ha is always hey. Diff. What famous donkey did it ride on? You know the one famous donkey rode on. One is it fate? 
That's a nice theory. He said the one that talked to Bilam. The donkey he rode on is a donkey that is used three times in our history. It says Avram Avinu went to the Akedah on this donkey. Moshe Rabbeinu rode it to Egypt and Mashiach is going to come on this donkey. So that's the donkey. They switched that. When it said Moshe Rabbeinu came to Egypt on a donkey, you know what they said instead of a donkey? They said a people carrier. Nice, Ben Adam, he came on a vehicle. A donkey is a very cheap form of transportation. It would be today, the version of a donkey, you know a Rebbe car, a station wagon, which instead of like the the front, um, the what's that called, the antenna, it has a it has a hanger instead of the antenna. It has a black bag. Oh, instead the windows long been knocked out. It's a black bag over the passenger side. You know that you have that picture, the Rebbe station wagon. That is exactly a chamar. The classy way of traveling is a sus. A horse, a horse. What's your dream car, Daniel? Dream, dream car. That's good stuff. So maybe he likes that Mashiach's coming on a donkey. I was going to hear a guy says like Josh, what's your dream car? Dream car, name one. Ferrari. That's what I'm, talk- that's what I'm talking about. I did not expect it to say like a- That's good. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. So, the bottom line is Mashiach, you expect to come on a source. A source is a fancy mode of transportation. I want Mashiach to come to town to ride in with class, to come in a fancy, gorgeous car. I want tons of car, a whole caravan of cars surrounding him, and he rides into town to come with class. If he starts coming in with this little station wagon, like you know, if, even if he comes, I'll take if it's Binny and he drives in a gorgeous Ford pickup Raptor. truck that's all new and geschmack. I'll take it. But you don't come with a junky station wagon. He says, "By the way, I'm a Shiach. I'm here. Good news. You're going home." It's not a very believable message. Maishra Ben drives into Egypt. The Jews are stuck 86 years. They're killing us and our kids. And Maishra Ben who comes in with his jalopy, comes in with his car, it's like clanking, making every noise. A good yeshiva shikari, everything makes noise except the horn. He comes in clanking in. He comes in, he comes in clanking into the thing. And, and he says, I have a message of freedom. Really? Really? So they didn't want to write to the king that he came yeah, in on a donkey. He wouldn't believe it. It would be like weird. And Maisha came on a jalopy saying, Jews, God's going to free you. Come on. So they switched it. Now, they didn't say he came in a fancy mode of transportation. You're not allowed to switch something in the tire. So they just wrote, Maisha Rabbeinu came in with a vehicle, a people carrier. No, you say, Adam. So it's not a lie. They didn't change anything in the Torah. He came in in a vehicle. He did come in a vehicle. Just he pictured a gorgeous Ford pickup truck. And it really was a jalopy. So they didn't lie. They just left it to his imagination. That's what they did. And the question becomes what? Why would they even, who cares if they, we're not teaching them the entire world, we're just like, um, like learning. Why do, why are they of all things, Josh, you wonder why they're so scared? Of all, yeah, of all things. 
That's why they couldn't tell him he came in in the fancy car. That would be a lie. All these, all these things. Who, who cares if they were in the wrong way? And what's in doing a donkey? Who cares if they... No, no, no. They'd be angry. So he'd kill us. He'd say his tire is absurd. It's a lie. He would just... He would discount the tire. Because he came... Because he pulled up on a Yeah, it's funny. It's a good question. The worst... Many of the corrections... A good question. Many of the corrections are like serious mistakes. Where it looks like the other gods... Many of the corrections are severe mistakes. Tal is bothered by Anjashi, like, what's the big deal? What, look, let's say the king and all seven Nechacham said, we got to switch this one. It doesn't sound like the end of the world. Maishu Rabbeinu came in a lot Somehow, the tire wouldn't look emis. Kobe would have killed all the Chacham. You had to look truthful to him, but that's what they switched. Now, I want to know why is Mashiach coming? Why is he coming that way? I want Mashiach to show up. I want him to come in a beautiful car. I want him to come. Oh, yeah. and Usher said humility. Humble. Sion says to see who's following for truth's sake. I'll tell you something funny. I went with Ray Oberlander to a big event in Klaisio. 50,000 years he went there. It was in Asifa, a big gathering at Shea Stadium. And the speakers were really not so much mad. Being honest, a lot of the speakers were pretty weak. It just, you know, the, the, Klaus was talented speakers. At that event, like literally, Akiva, there were big tzaddikim, the speakers, it was like, there wasn't an easy listen. At first, I was a little bothered. Like, couldn't we, we have a lot of Gedolim who are good speakers. Until today, I don't know why they put up Gedolim. They weren't the best speakers. We have put up ones who could speak. We have tremendous talent, Klaus. What does that know about it? Get the Gedolim who could dazzle. Now, I don't know the reason they did it. I don't know who arranged it, why they did that. But one thing I was thinking to myself is we're such a beautiful people. We follow the truth. If somebody would be a great speaker, you'd say we only followed it because the guy's dynamic. We're listening to speakers that are less... The Goyim also, 50,000 Goyim gather in stadiums and they hear these preachers. If you ever hear some of these guys are unbelievable speakers. I remember a guy. I remember a guy told me to listen to somebody who's good. He, he, was a, he was a southern preacher. He said, I gotta tell you he said, first I'm going to tell you. He said, first I'm going to tell you what I'm going to tell you. Then I'm going to tell you, and now I'm going to tell you what I told you. He said, I'm going to view it three times. Uh-huh. First I'm going to tell you what I'm going to tell you. Then I'm going to tell you, and then I'm going to tell you what I told you. <laughs> so the guy said, he was a good Irish. The guy spoke like very smooth. The word is, so people listen to Seder. They listen to dynamic speakers. We're precious people. We listen to the truth. So I thought a little like Tzion, Mashiach's going to come, he's good for himself, he doesn't need all the trappings. Well, I'll tell you what I think. This is what I, I don't know if I'm right, Michal. I felt this way on Reb Chaim Brim. I felt this way on Reb Chaim Brim. Reb Chaim Brim, to me, was the picture of the tzaddik, of a person I was like in awe of the man. He's the only human being I ever met in my life whose face, something was different about him. There was something on his face. I don't know what it is. I never met one other. I've met thousands of people in my life. There was something on his face. I don't know what was going on. This yid was a, a tzaddik. It was something different about him, about this man. And when I used to think about Reb Chaim Brim, there are people who all their possessions, all their trappings are big, but the man remains so small. 
The guy could be a multi-billionaire with the classiest suit, shoes to die for, a Ford pickup truck to push it, make you salivate. But the guy himself is so small. It's nice, all his trappings. You ever saw a huge king-size bed and a little baby like sleeping in the middle? You can't find the kid. It's huge, king-size bed, a little baby. The guy is so small, no matter how much you surround him, the mensch is a small person. Reb Chaim Brim, the person is so big. He was, it, it took away your breath how big he was. It was, it was like breath. The man was big. He was so much, I don't care what clothing you put on him. And if you put a million-dollar suit, he outshone the garments. I think Mashiach comes on a donkey. No matter what he's riding on, it's going to be a donkey. The man himself is going to outshone. There are people of a gorgeous car, gorgeous posse, all the secret service with glasses, all the trappings. But the men Lane is small. The person himself is small. Mashiach is going to ride on a donkey. The man is going to make whatever he's driving into a donkey. I don't even know if it means literally he's going to have a jalopy. He might have the craziest entourage and the gorgeous car. We're going to see a donkey. It's going to be like... That was of Chaim Brim. It didn't, all the gash was surrounded. It wasn't divert. You can have an entourage. You can have the men lame. The person himself is big. That's what I think it means. Mashiach is going to ride on a donkey. He's going to make that the trapping seem insignificant and unimportant. Josh, that's what I think it means. But the guy wouldn't understand that. Not a king. A king is full of pomp and full of all different things. He wouldn't understand. I love. It's one of my favorite chazals in the world. And this the night for the Titus will end with this. Yehuda, I love this chazal. I can't stand style over substance. I like things that have meaning. I can't stand when you have all the trappings but devoid of meaning. Our lives, it's wonderful to have all the fun of life. It's wonderful and you should have all the trappings but, but don't forget the essence of life, the connection to Hashem. To be a real, authentic, honest, growing, a beautiful person. It's, it's nice, all the trappings, all the, all the things that surround but don't be missing the neshama. You know, a dead body. I, when, when I moved to Waterbury, so I had to be on the Hever Kedisha. We moved to Waterbury. There was no local Hever Kedisha. A lot of old Jews. People were dying 15, 20 a year easily in the city. There were old people. And uh, 15, 20 is an exaggeration. 15 people a year easily. And there was no Hever Kedisha here. So it was a Hever Kedisha coming from out of town to do it. So we moved here. They said to us, the out of town is, why should we come in? It's your Chiv. So we were these young Kyle guys, and we were pressed into service to to give people get people purified before they bury them. And so we, the Kyle <coughs> like, were forced onto Hever Kedisha. So I saw dead bodies. A dead body is sad because it's devoid of the neshama. It's devoid of the chaos. It's a goth b'li neshama. That's no chaos. Always remember in our lives, it's very all the trappings are knives, but don't forget the neshama. I love events. We, you'll see by our graduation. It's such a meaning. It's a meaningful event. I love things that are real. I can't stand form without substance. 
when I when it, when I moved to Waterbury in the shul, it was very formal. They had yarmulkes a pile when you walked in and you came to the door and you put on your yarmulke. <laughs> Some other men always have it off. I don't know why yeah, those white ones. All right, puts it on. The women are very good. And I always wanted to scream, Hashem is real. It was all form. And the rabbi would get up and said, Honored congregation, as we solemnly gather. Everything like it was all form. It was form. It was sad. The kids were all off the derech. All the kids were gone. There were no kids here. Where were the kids? These people had kids. Hashem Yerachim. Where were the kids? They left because it was no real. It was all form. It was form. If you know me, Michal, I don't like form without form. Is good substance. You'll see our graduation when you have a graduation and the principal gets a bacher once described to me a principal getting up like there was no real and I, I have a tremendous love of all my students. All the guys don't want to vomit like you don't love one of us. We don't love you. It was like form. A bacher described from the love I have to all my students. Guys, all all can you imagine fifty seniors at once? vomit on stage (laughs) it's form like everybody with their gowns I like real substance when something's real they're feelings of love they're real feelings of accomplishment they're really people who did something who really like each other are really happy for each other's success there's this relationship there's something last night everybody was going crazy what Ezra did you know my most proudest moment of the night I promise you a bacher said to me a good bacher and she was grown a lot a guy who's grown specifically in caring for others, he said to me last night, I, I, I can't, I, this is the first time I'm sharing it, I, 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 go out, I promise all the work of, of nine years as yeshiva is worth it for a line like this. The guy told me I felt so good, guys winning prizes. So I went to bed, I was so excited, guys won good stuff, and he meant it. He, he's not a guy who just talks. The whole yeshiva, nine years are worth it. Abacha said, I was so excited for guys to win prizes. He told me a line, as an honest guy, that was better than him going up himself. He felt that way. He just was excited. He's a guy who has money. He's, he's Baruch Hashem. He has his needs. He was telling me how excited he was, guys winning. When there's something real going on in the place of Avas Yisrael, people appreciate each other, learning to accept each other, learning to lift up each other, pushing one another, there's something real going on that's valuable. Mashiach riding in on a donkey, Rabbi said. Mashiach coming on a donkey is the shot. What does he come in a jalopy for? Is, is a has, Mashiach rides on top of Hamar. If you know anything about Machshava and Kabbalah, Hamar represents Gashmis. Chaymer is, is physicality. Chaymer is form. Mashiach rides Allah Hamar on top of Gashmis. There's something more. Gashmis is good. There's nothing wrong with a nice house, a nice car, a nice pickup truck. It's all good. Make sure your life has, has substance. All that is, 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 is are things, but is there an essence? It's a body without an neshama. When you have things without the essence, the sincere, honest person who's serving Hashem. 
Make sure all your life to build and create the sincere guy. So it's good. You're in your pickup truck. You're in your beautiful house with, with good skate. All the nice things. Make sure there's a person you know, with sincerity, a built human being. Mashiach's going to ride on top of donkey, on top of the Gashmias. He's higher than it. There's Gashmias. The Gashmias is good. There's a good basketball team. A good. It's all Gashmak. But is there somebody, something more, something better, something more precious going on that rides on top of that stuff? That stuff's good and it's, it's to be valued. It's such a good zakh. There's nobody I ever met in my life. I'm 43 years old. In my life, the one who enjoys this world more than anybody ever met is my father. I never met a person who enjoys this world more than my father. Never. My father skis. He water skis. Regular skis. Can I not? He's in the 70s. He skis where he loves rafting, whitewater rafting. He enjoys this world. Geschmack. He doesn't waste a second. He's learning Torah. Unbelievable. My son, Libayim, two years, said I never, ever saw him not learning Torah unless he was doing mitzvah. Or he's running to go skiing, taking his sheer skiing, or taking this one, whitewater rafting. But the point is that Rabbi said, Gashmis is good. There's nothing wrong. Enjoy this world. Have a nice house. Have your dream car. Make sure you ride on top of the Gashmis. Make sure there's something more, there's something deeper. All that is the background, and a beautiful background, a proper background for something more. I think it, it ties in well to a young tainus. A day, a day of tainus is really a day of tshuva. Every tainus. Tomorrow, what are we doing tshuva? Every tainus connects back to Chorban Beis Hamikdash. We lost the Beis Hamikdash when Galus. Every tainus ultimately. The Torah being translated by the Goyim and owned by the Goyim is, 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 is part of Gullus. The, the fact that Yushalayim is in siege is part of Gullus. And Avada, every time is the day of Tshuva that we want to return to Hashem. Whenever we speak about Gullus and Gullah, what are we talking about? What do I crave for? I don't even know what it is. Mashiach, what does it mean? It means one thing, a closer relationship to Hashem. That's what it means. And Golos means we're not as close to Hashem as we're supposed to be. That's what Golos means. That's the translation. It's a Gemara and Brachas called Mishyesh Baideya. Whoever has a relationship to Hashem, he will live there based on Mishyesh Baideya. It's like the base is built in your days. Golos means not such a great relationship to Hashem. Gula means a great relationship to Hashem. And a young tshuva is a day to increase relationship to Hashem. I say to everybody, enjoy this world. We're a positive yeshiva about a positive life. The world's a beautiful place. Such a nice world, such a lovely world. I was so happy we had a good time last night. I love when the Chev has parties and good times. It's such a great backdrop for the honest work of working me and my relationship to Hashem. My davening, my learning, my commitment to halacha, growing in an honest and real way. You're in a yeshiva, we remove the trappings. We're not into all the style points, reputation, all the things that get in the way of the real me and Hashem. Real, authentically. We're not into style points, we're not into how it looks, what the perception is, but the reality, me and Hashem. And I ask everybody, on this era of this young Tainus, on the young Tainus of Asar on a day that one of the things is the Torah being translated, meaning an inauthentic aspect of Torah, a watering down of Torah, to be mechazik to have a true Torah, a pure Torah, a Torah that's real, a Torah that's real is you and Hashem, and an honest, sincere, not for reputation, not in a way that's showy and flashy, just in a way that's authentic.
you and Hashem to work and slowly, a person doesn't slowly, to be mechazik that precious, that all-important relationship. Hashem, so whether it means working on my tefillah, Making a chizik on tefillah. I love in our base mesh. Anybody can come put tefillah on by minch. I don't care how it looks to anybody. I want a Jewish boy, a Jewish person, him and Hashem, he's working on his tefillah. I look around by davening. Nobody was forced here. Nobody's getting detention for not being here. Every guy who's sitting in the shul means they decided I am praying to Hashem. There's no, no other motive, no punishments, no penalties. Every guy made a decision. I'm going to talk to Hashem. So work on tefillah, Rabbi Sami and Hashem. Work on Torah. Learn Hashem's Torah. Sit down. At first, there's so many, there's so many false ideas what Torah is because guys are sitting in boring lectures. Torah is a is, is a lie. We just learned a lot of Torah. Did anybody find tonight boring? I don't think it was so boring. We just sat and learned Torah, heavy Torah, real Torah. Sit down, find your area of Torah. One guy, it's Halacha, Kabbalah, Musr, Ashkafa, Gemara, whatever you want. Chumash, Navi, Mishnaya. Sit down and learn Torah. Take a safer and learn the Chabrusa some Torah. And work on Halacha, the loyalty to Hashem, to keep His Torah, to be honest to His Torah. This is something we should all be zeich, to be mechazik, and this year in Tainus. And we should be zeich, attack. Rai Kestenbaum said amazingly, I'll end with this sort of Rai Kestenbaum. That's the, the worst thing a speaker could do, is like five times he says, I'll end with. <laughs> but this, it's over, Rabbi said. But I want to say that Rai Kestenbaum said that Tanesim are not called names. You ever notice our Yom Toivim has names? Chanukah, Purim, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur. All the Yom Toivim have names. Pesach, Sukkot, Shavuos. He said our fast, our Asara B'Teves, Shavuos B'Tamus. Sambadai doesn't have a name. Does have a name. But Asara B'Teves, Shavuos B'Tamus, Tisha B'Av have no names. He said, why don't the fast have names? Tzayim Gedalia does get a name. And his ass doesn't have a name. He said, those three big ones don't have a name. Yom Kippur is more of, it's not also the fast. Yom Kippur is also the Kapara. But he said that Tanesim are called, those three don't have names, three of the four. So he said, because they're not necessarily going to stay Tanesim, we just call it the day, because one day it's going to be a happy day. So we don't want to call is it the Kippur also going to be one day? Happy Kippur already is a happy day. Kippur says the happiest day on the calendar. Happiest day of the year. The Hashem forgives us. Mm-hmm. Kippur is all happy. But tomorrow is a year in Tainus of Tshuva. It's a day of Tshuva. And I want to say that we should all be Zaycha to capitalize on the day to Taka do Tshuva. Maybe for three minutes we think about our relationship to Hashem. Are we being authentic Jews living to Torah? On a day that the Torah was translated, we could think to ourselves, we're fasting today because Torah was watered down. Am I living a Torah that's true? Food for thought. All of us should be zeichet to commit to a true Torah, to remember that as you give up your life for you, not to change from Allah and the Torah. And to commit to a true Torah. In my house with my father, anything I say in the world will be approved from Shas. You know, let's say, bring a proof from Shas. Where does it say? And then I'll tell you if you talk. Abba, I don't know. He'll say it's a Gemara Chadig, and it tells you where the Gemara is. It's, it's a Gemara. If it's in Shas, it's true. It's not in Shas, it's not true. It has to be in Shas. He lives, breathes, eats Torah. Let's all be Zayr, Abba, say, to commit ourselves to learning Torah, to living true to Torah, to being Torah true Jews. And we should be Zayr, that all the Tanesim should switch with the coming of the Gula, with our relationship to Hashem strengthening from days of sorrow to days of happiness. Thank you so much, guys. Amen. Amen.